Welcome to Half of Wisdom, a podcast of prudent questions with your hosts, Jess and Chris. I'm Jess. And I'm Chris. Francis Bacon said that a prudent question is half of wisdom. Each episode, we bring you a question our kids asked us about something they've learned, and we help them find the answers they're looking for. This time on Half of Wisdom, we'll bring you the story of John Howland, the man who fell off the Mayflower. It was August of 1620. Two ships, Mayflower and Speedwell, departed from Southampton, England, headed across the Atlantic. The passengers on the Speedwell were mostly members of the Leiden Church, religious separatists who earlier had left Scrooby, England, and settled temporarily in Leiden, Holland. Concerned about war with Spain and tired of living as outsiders in Holland, these Puritans decided to make their way to the New World. The folks from Leiden Church partnered with an English businessman named Thomas Weston to finance their voyage. Weston and other investors put up money so that the Leiden Church members, as well as other people from England, could form a new colony in America. So the Speedwell, carrying the members of the Leiden Church, left Leiden. They sailed to Southampton and met up with the Mayflower and the so-called Strangers, the members of the expedition who weren't from the Leiden Church. You don't hear much about the Speedwell. Maybe that's because she wasn't aptly named. In fact, she began taking on serious amounts of water almost immediately. After they left Southampton, both ships were forced to return to shore twice, once in Dartmouth and then again in Plymouth. Realizing the Speedwell couldn't be repaired, the members of the expedition gave up on the ship altogether, crowded aboard the Mayflower, and set off again in September 1620. 102 passengers, and that doesn't even include over 30 crew members, just the Leiden Church members and the strangers. Among the Mayflower passengers was a man named John Howland. Howland was a servant, indentured to John Carver. Carver was a prominent member of the Leiden Church and eventually became the first signer of the Mayflower Compact and the first governor of the Plymouth Colony. At the time Howland boarded the Mayflower, he had three years of service to Carver remaining. Howland was not interested in making his way as a colonist after those three years were up. Instead, he dreamed of returning to London and opening his own business when he was no longer a servant. The weather was unforgiving on the crossing, so much so that the passengers stayed below deck for days at a time. The passengers were often wet and cold, and went without hot meals during the storms. It was in one of those storms that John Howland ventured above deck. The ship was hit by a huge wave and tipped sharply, and John Howland was thrown overboard. Luckily for him, a topsail halyard had worked loose during the storm and was trailing in the water. Howland was able to grab the rope, and the crew pulled him back on board. Mom, we learned about this story in school. John Helen didn't die on the Mayflower. He helped found the Plymouth Colony. Eventually, John Carver and his wife both died, making John Helen a free man. A new ship, the Fortune, arrived in the colony, and John Helen had planned to return to London with it, but we learned that he decided to stay in Plymouth instead. So I wondered, what happened to John Howland? Good question, Toby. John Howland stayed in the New World for the rest of his life, more than another 50 years after the Mayflower landed. 
As you said, John Carver, the man to whom Halland was indentured, died soon after the expedition arrived in America. He survived the first winter, which killed a lot of people, but he died the next spring and his wife not long after him. With no one left to employ him, Halland was a free man, and he actually inherited some of Carver's property. A few years later, John Howland married Elizabeth Tilly, another Mayflower passenger. Her parents had both died during the first winter in the New World, and the Carvers had taken her in after she was orphaned. John and Elizabeth settled in Plymouth, where John had several different jobs. He ran the colony's fur trading location up in what is now Maine, and he served on the fur trading committee. He also was a deputy to the general court, the Massachusetts legislature, as well as a selectman, one of the people who ran the town day to day. Eventually, John and Elizabeth moved their family out of Plymouth to Duxbury and then to Kingston, towns that were a little further north. John died in 1673, and Elizabeth moved in with their son, Jabez, and his family. At that time, she lived in the house at 33 Sandwich Street in Plymouth, which is the only house in Plymouth still standing where any of the Mayflower passengers lived. John and Elizabeth had 10 children, 6 girls and 4 boys, and 80 grandchildren. Today, more than 2 million people can trace their ancestry to John Howland and Elizabeth Tilly, making theirs one of the largest families of Mayflower descendants. That's it for Half of Wisdom this time. We'd like to thank Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com for letting us use his song Driftmaster in our intro and outro. Check back soon for another prudent question and answer. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, or if you'd like to let us know your thoughts on John Halland, the man who fell off the Mayflower, send us an email at halfofwisdom at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at PrudentQPodcast. Podcast.